it feel like it's only right for me to give my boys a chance. It's a, it's a process versus a system. It's one thing to do your job and love doing your job and helping someone. But it's another thing doing a job and sitting on that pedestal as if it wouldn't happen to you. Dr. Lisa Fitzpatrick, founder of Grapevine Health and your host of the Grapevine Health Podcast, a podcast highlighting stories, health insights, and experiences of community members. We started this podcast because too often discussions and decision-making about health and the healthcare system don't include perspectives from the people we serve. So listeners, if you have a personal story or an experience from working in the community or on the front lines of healthcare, Contact us and we might have you on the show. This week we hear from Shanti Morgan Palmer. She offers perspective and feedback relevant for anyone working in healthcare. I hope you'll listen and be open to what she has to say. Hello, Shanti. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Dr. Lisa. Good. I'm so happy to talk to you and I'm it's unfortunate this is a podcast because people can't see your brilliant smile. It's one of the best things about you. Your <laughs> smile lights up the room. Thank you so much, Dr. <laughs> so Thank tell you. people who you are and what you do. I am Shanti Morgan Palmer, founder of Evelyn's Closet. And what is Evelyn's Closet? Evelyn's Closet is an awesome micro nonprofit organization operating in Washington, D.C. Uh, we collect clean quality clothing. Um, and put them back out to our underserved community, which is the re-entry, homeless, maybe some in- low-income and senior citizens. Um, we just provide their clothing needs. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is because I've heard you speak before, and I think a lot of your life experiences offer lessons for the healthcare system and for people who are running healthcare systems or even insurance companies, and I think we can learn a lot from your experiences. So that's really what I want to talk about today. You said something I'll probably never forget very recently. You said that you were working hard so that you could get your children out of the neighborhood you're living in now. What does that mean and and why? Well, Dr. Lisa, I reside in Ward 8, Washington, D.C., Southeast. And It has been a lived experience being born and raised on this side of town and more so of just wanting me and my family to thrive. With the information that was given to me alongside with my lived experience, it feels like it's only right for me to give my boys a chance in a different ward to be better and have a way to thrive. And why I say that is a lot of things have plagued us in Ward 7 and 8. Like what? Oh, man. Cancer, all types of it, breast, throat, lung, bone. Do you think that's related to living in your neighborhood? Of course I do. Tell me why. Oh, I grew up again in Southeast. I lived in uh, Park Center. My mother wound up with breast cancer. She's a survivor. My aunt 
breast cancer. Mm. She's a survivor. My grandmother, breast and bone, she passed. My cousin, breast, she's a survivor. Miss Charity, she's a survivor. My godmother, Annette, throat cancer, she wasn't a survivor. All of us resided and lived in one particular area in Southeast. So it's no coincidence that all of us or all of them, I'm not going to claim that, but all of them, I watched them come down with this disease, and I couldn't understand why. What is going on here? It is by no coincidence, I feel. Um, we had one main store that we ate out of, and it didn't have the healthiest produce. It didn't have the healthiest meat, therefore. <laughs> it got closed down mm. um, 10 years later for producing and putting out bad food. But if that's all you have, then that's what you would eat and mm-hmm. adapt to. Mm-hmm. Now, was it for our good? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. And a lot of my grandmother's ways of cooking were not of the new ways that I've learned now to help myself with the vegetables and the fruits. And the, my grandmother believed in the pork lot, the, I mean, the fat fat, you know, all yeah. that type of stuff. A lot of our families did, yeah. Yes, but it wasn't really for our best, right? Um, but knowing now what I've learned through the group that I'm in, eating and eating to be proactive and arm um, me and my family so we can be a little bit more stronger to elude this fatality that I see that's playing, um, what's that game, Duck, Duck, Goose? Oh, Duck, Duck, okay. That's how it feels, huh? Yeah, Duck, yeah. Duck, Goose, you hear it. I think people in the healthcare system can learn a lot from some of the things you've noticed being someone who has received government assistance, who's I've been in the homeless shelter, who's lived in homeless shelters, and I've even heard you talk about how you're treated when you are receiving government assistance. Now, someone who's owned a home, you've owned your own home before, uh, you've been employed before, standing on your own two feet, as people would say, but you've had some negative experiences because people were judging you. So can you tell us about that? I'm really, really still analyzing that. Hmm. Because at first, at first I thought that maybe the government gave out these books and just told people to act like that <laughs> towards people. To act like what? What happened? Oh, the customer service. Mm. That's why I was very, very keen with Evelyn's Closet to make sure I gave everyone their due respect when they walked through that door. To appreciate them for the person that they are. To give them their due respect. A lot of people in society that's going through things and different oppressions of life tends to, one, decrown you, take away the self-respect. And here you is, you're needing something from a particular organization or that resource that they have to offer. And the person is not too pleasant. They're the same color as you, should understand a struggle. But because they're sitting behind that desk, it seems that they turn their nose up. You feel like they're looking down on you. I don't feel, I know with the... It seems as 89% that they are. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to do your job and love doing your job and helping someone. But it's another thing doing a job and sitting on that pedestal as if it wouldn't happen to you. When you're one paycheck away because there's a whole systematic thing going on. So, again, it's a duck, duck, goose. And you could be out. Yeah. You know what you're going to do? Most? Mm. It depends on how many years it's work with it had, right? Thank God for that 12 years of work because it, it showed me so much to even orchestrate a business of my own. Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful thing. <sighs> you think so. But even as a business owner, 
but I am because I was in Wakefield. Still calling. Mm. So and the due respect was not given to me. So I'm so grateful now to be a business owner, but an employed <laughs> yeah. business owner than a client to be looked down upon. Have you had that experience in the healthcare system? Yes. Tell me about it. Do you have a specific... Um, uh, okay, I'm going to tell you two instances. Okay. Kaiser versus Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Me having Kaiser, having my children through Kaiser, and me having a child through Medicaid. Kaiser, checks, come in, get you back, get you seen. Things were running flow. You're going to get your checkups. Everything is pleasant. Medicaid, everything is free, yet time-consuming. Appointments may be weighed out. Just different. It's a, it's a process versus a system. Kaiser, you're dealing with a system. You go in, you check in, you understand it's a system. Medicaid is a process. It's a waiting game. You sit, you get discomfort, you, but it's free. What about the health care? Did you get good health care? I am eagerly waiting for health insurance to go and make sure that I am okay. The Medicaid system, I know it's a system, and I know it's a health care system, but I don't know if it's the best system. I know it's a system. But I can't say it was the best system. I know it offers free things. But do I know that I'm getting the best quality of health? Did I have I learned? Am I getting the best quality of health? No. I would rather take my children to the children's up on Michigan Avenue than take my children to the children's that's here at Anacostia. It's all right. It's the same institution. So what's different? Uh, the wards. It's the location. So you think because even though it's under the same brand, the location, you don't get the same quality of care. Mm-hmm. No. That is predominantly black. Now, with gentrification, 20% white, maybe, but predominantly black. Up, up there, up in Massachusetts, yeah. maybe in Michigan Avenue, mm-hmm. predominantly white. Small percentage black. So when you go into a, a healthcare system or an educate or um, a healthcare visit, how do you determine whether you're getting good care or not? I mostly go off my lived experience from what, I, what I've dealt with and how I dealt with, with the years that I was dealing with Kaiser. And I don't know, I'm not trying to put Kaiser on a pedestal by far, but it was a paid insurance. They were doing their job. I had no question or no doubt about the services that I was possibly getting from them. Mm. Medicaid, I even sometimes question the vaccines. Really? Why is that? Because do you realize Medicaid is actually an insurance plan? Yes. So they, they actually don't treat you. make the, the medications. No. They don't make the vaccines. They, it's they just see. a way of paying for the services. No, with the med, with the, again, it's a stereotype with the net. Mm-hmm. With the net. So do you think if you have Medicaid and you are getting a flu vaccine, that vaccine is not as good as the vaccine you would get through Kaiser? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, that's it. We really need to address that because the source of the vaccines is usually the same or there are only a few places you might, uh, these health systems might buy uh, the product. So in this case, the vaccine, but the insurance company is paying the bills, but they're not choosing the product, not in this case. So that, I think that's a really great point you're raising because we need to educate people about that. So what is your advice for how we need to improve 
health care for people on Medicaid? Because we spend a lot of time, you know, healthcare care, we spend a lot of time. quality care. And I'm not saying that they're not because you have some awesome doctors um, that's within the Medicaid that, that deals with the predominant Medicaid population. I guess it's just quality care, I feel like. But how do you know when it's high quality? How do you how do you judge? There's a way that you decide it's high quality care. What is that? Name it for us. I know I like to ask hard questions. It's because this is hard. And the best way for us to start figuring out I don't know how do I properly judge it because I may be going off of a falsehood or a psyche mm-hmm. that was embedded in me. Go with that. What what is a psyche? You don't get quality care over here. You mean when you say the psyche, it's what this is what people say or this yes. is what people believe and they yes. repeat that and people... Yes, we don't get quality care here on this side of town. It's always been like that, even with my grandmother. That's why we went and we had Kaiser and we go in Maryland to get health screens. Now, I was not raised off of Medicaid. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've acquired during this time that I've been homeless. Beyond that, I was not a Medicaid recipient. So all this is yet another lived experience for me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been a doctor who sometimes almost exclusively takes Medicaid. And it's really interesting listening to you because I wonder if the patients I took care of thought I was giving them substandard care just because they were on Medicaid. What would you think? I mean, you, know, you, I you know say, me, you know I me pretty say, well. I wouldn't say so much the doctors. The medicine and everything. I'm not. Uh, the doctors are more sort of instruments. The medicines and everything that they're giving to us. Mm-hmm. Just, I just don't trust. You them. think those medicines we're prescribing you are substandard? They're different than what you would get if you were at Kaiser. And I'm here to tell you that's it, not true. That's a falsehood. So I'm really glad we're having this conversation yes. because it, it's uh, pointing out the need to really educate educate people about how the system works. And you're right, the psyche is really important. So thank you for for raising that. I mean, me now, within me, I have to tear down that psyche and I have to rebuild it. Because there's a lot of things in life that you get passed down to you. And you don't know why you react a particular type of way. Mm-hmm. But then when you're presented and you can identify it, then okay, then that brings a question to why is it like this then it is not correct when you did so tear that down and then you have to rebuild it and rebuilding that is trying to trust within this health care system by this insurance that i'm getting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow excellent so before i let you go i have to get your advice advice to the community how do we make our communities healthier just one one thing we can do in the community to make our community healthier. The first word, I'm sorry, the first word that popped into my mouth, in my mind, was compassion. Mm, that's a good word. We got to know that people care. There's a lot of people that's been out here and doing jobs. They do jobs for the salaries. It wasn't really about the people. So that's when the disconnect came. The connection will then come with compassion. They want your help. They want to be helped. Well, we'll leave it there, Miss Shanty. <laughs> thank you so much for you. You have given me a lot to think about, and I hope people uh, will take some lessons from what you've offered today. So, thank you so much. Thank you, God.
That was Shanti Morgan Palmer, providing perspectives on kindness, Medicaid, and customer service in healthcare. Thanks for listening to the Grapevine Health Podcast. Our producer is Nicholas Elias. Please like us on social media. You can find us at Grapevine Health on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Health Grapevine. Until next time, I'm Dr. Lisa, signing off.